All right, guys, here we go. Nordy's podcast. What a marathon of an episode we have. This one's a long one, and there is so many great things that we talk about. We do a Marvel rewatch of Spider-Man Homecoming. We start a new game called Nordeast Rates It. We talk about the metal stand uh, for the greatest pops of all time. We got all kinds of shows that you guys need to be watching. Here you go, Nordeast Podcast. Nordy's podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing well, man. I'm great. And you? You know what? I'm so excited to talk with my best buddies about all our favorite things today. Wow, do we have a great episode here. Um, yeah, so let's get after it. The weather is getting better. Summer's right around the corner, and we are going to be throwing fire podcasts at your way each and every single week uh, for the foreseeable future, for the until the end of time. <laughs> it's easier to put it that way forever yeah. I mean, we're coming up we're coming up on a big milestone as far as podcasts go because we're at i think this is episode 377 mm-hmm. so oh. we're, we're we're honing in on that uh that 400 mark oh i thought you were gonna say like 385 385 is a big number too eric big number, we, big number. you know we always talk like this like man on episode 400 dude we got to do something special and then we'll check and it'll be like we're on 404, and we're like, yeah, oh, we forgot. Okay. Damn but, it. That, but that 450, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that could be like our, our Kimmel, like uh, we didn't have time for Matt Damon, like kind of bit where we just yeah. like keep forgetting the big episodes. Anyway. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, before we dive into this amazing episode, um, we need you guys, the listeners, to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Nordeast Podcast. Let us know what's going on during the week. Send us content. How about that? You know, Barstool um, has just become like an internet force by everybody just sending them cool content. I don't even like Barstool, and I would love it if you guys did some of the same. So when you guys see something, send it to us. Some of our uh, most loyal listeners are already doing that, but mm-hmm. help us out. Tell us what you want to hear about. Send us some of the things that you're excited about and uh, join the conversation with us on social media. And then also, please subscribe on Podbean Podcast app and Spotify. Get the Nordeast Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week. You're hanging out during quarantine. You got nothing to do. So uh, since you can't be with people really in real life too much, um, you can just pretend to be sitting at a table with us, your best buddies uh, at the Nordeast Podcast. So please do that. Spread the word. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to take a second and welcome Joe Rogan to the Spotify family. Um, you know. I- <laughs> That on Spotify like ours, but I know he'll find a niche. Like he's good. He'll find an audience. Um, you know, we we're happy to have him. Yeah, shout out. Hey Joe, if you need any tips for for building an audience from scratch, we got you. Yeah, <laughs> got you. I think I'm a little offended. Um after we signed with Spotify, um Joe Rogan comes in, got a slightly bigger contract than us at a hundred million a year. Just a um, hair. I think that this is gonna have to bring us back to the negotiating table. <laughs> I think it should, yes. So we're like um Well, we definitely didn't sign anything yet. So we're like we're like a QB that's in the top three in PFF every year, and then Dak Prescott gets offered a contract that makes him the highest paid QB ever, and we're sort of like, What? And we're like, we're like didn't Russell he turn it down anyways? Yeah, he's expecting ten million more per year or something like that. So All right. 
we're not that greedy, but I mean, we're, we're reasonable people, but if Joe Rogan signs that big of a contract, I think we should at least discuss it. I mean, we're, we're probably worth similar to Spotify. What he is. I would say so. I'd so say. The, the hottest podcast in Northeast Minneapolis. Yes. That's all Northeast Minneapolis. So yeah. Um, Guys, spread the word and vote with your uh, your fingers and your ears by listening to Nori's podcast. Subscribe, get it every week, and share it with some friends. Next time someone's like, oh, I'm so bored, stuck at home, be like, I know what you should do. Listen to a podcast, Nordy's podcast. So, yeah, guys, here we go. Big time episode. And Let's do it. Have a really awesome beer in front of me. I'm really excited about it. I posted it on our Instagram. Um, I'm drinking juice is an all-day beverage. This is a double dry hopped, um, double IPA with grapefruit, lime, and vanilla. This is from our good friends um, at Fair State, and it's in collaboration with some of our other really good friends at Modest, at Forager, and at Blackstack. That sounds excellent. Yeah, it's a double dry hop, double IPA with grapefruit, lime, and vanilla. It's 8.4%, and it is really good. It tastes like orange juice. It's wonderful. Damn. You say eight, you say 8.4? 8.4. This is a big old beer. Jeepers. Yeah, Collaborate from Home is what it's called, and it's got all of our favorite breweries in there. So um, this is awesome. What a great beer. Uh, what a cool thing that they're able to do even uh, remotely. So I had a... A St. Paul day uh, yesterday, we went to uh, Mucci's Italian and got the fried chicken pizza. I mean, that looked incredible. Holy shit. Was it amazing? Was it, did it taste, did it taste better than it looked? Because it looked like a million dollar pizza. Was it better than it looked? It tastes like it looks. I mean, I'm not going to say somehow it was like more magical. It was just wonderful. Um, So we also swung through Barrel Theory and I got this landscaping duty. So you know how they do those like Berliners where they, they sour them up and add a bunch of fruit? Yeah. So yeah, this is one with raspberry, blackberry, guava, lemon, tangerine, lactose, and marshmallow. So this is a pretty badass beer. It's called Landscaping Duty, which I think is a Happy Gilmore reference. Um, and it's got, it's bomb. You know, it's, it's kind of like, it looks like mostly a raspberry, like it, the color wise, and it's just super tasty. All right, for me, um, I need, I need, I wish I could have like a, a soundboard that had the Obi Wan Kenobi where he's like, "That's a name I've not heard in a long time." Yeah, I'm at Insight Brewing. Wow, in Old Northeast Minneapolis, old friends of the pod. The wife hooked it up. She got off work a little bit early, swung through, grabbed like four crawlers. So this one I'm drinking, Smash Bro. That's what it's called. Um, I looked on their website to try and find out about this beer. It is not on their website. All I know is the name. The ABV is 5.2 and it was uh, canned on the 16th. So um, it tastes like a little bit of like a fruity IPA, uh, a little bit on the lighter side, you know, not as intense as uh, what you guys are drinking, but I think it tastes really good. Um, this is this is the things that we wish Insight had been doing all along, which was sort of venturing out um, outside of some of the like their comfort zone as opposed to like and then their like gravity well stuff. I think this is a great drinkable, refreshing summer beer. 
And I hope they continue to make more of this. So I, again, I don't know what's in it. I don't know what the style is, but it tastes like a pale ale. Um, and it's really good. I like it. Okay. Nice. All right, guys, while we're drinking these really good beers, we're going to move on to do we care. So uh, first up, we're going to come with what is probably our current title holder TV show, What We Do in the Shadows. Would you guys agree? It's up there. Yeah, I mean, as far as what's what's coming in hot right now, yeah. Yeah, what what could be above it? Anyone got anything that's even close? No, no agreed. Okay, title belt holder, What We Do in the Shadows, renewed for season three. Of course it is. Uh, show is fantastic. Even when it's bad, it's good. Yeah, I would agree. This the, the last episode was a little bit uh, a little bit of a miss for me, but that's how some of them go, right? I mean, either they're like really funny or they're just sort of like, eh, that's okay. Like Rick and Morty's kind of the same way. You get you get that with a lot of those shows. Yep. Do we care? I care. That's great. Great, great news. Couldn't care more. Great news. All right, next up, we got the next trailer uh, from the big movie coming out later in the summer, and that is uh, Tenet. What do we know about Tenet, and why should we be excited? Dude, Tenet, I mean, this is Chris Nolan, right? So Chris Nolan, I think what he does best is come up with uh, something brand new. Um, He's a little bit, he wants to be like a James Cameron a little bit, right, where it's original. It's from a screenplay. It's not necessarily adapted from a book or a comic book or a remake of a movie. Um, and that's what this is. It's like an international spy thriller with some kind of sci-fi wrinkle, which I think has to do with a new play on time travel. Is that what you guys are getting from this trailer? Yeah. Yeah. Able to go somewhere. It's kind of like that minority report, I feel like. Sure, which was like a like a murder mystery wrapped minority up in a sci-fi wrinkle, right? Yeah, Minority Report was like they had the ability to know that a murder was going to happen and they could go and stop it. This is like they know something happens that they're trying to stop. I don't think they know what. And then they have to live it in reverse. Yeah, or they can turn it on and off and and do like sequences in reverse. I I don't exactly know. I think that we'll we'll understand the mechanic after maybe forty five minutes of watching the movie. It looks really cool. Or looks- or you're gonna think you understand the mechanic, and then it goes a different direction, and that's kind of the beauty of some of these Chris Nolan uh, looks at at these things. So. Uh, the trailer was absolutely wild. So we we reviewed the first trailer and we thought. Okay, it's got the Nolan tones. It's got, you know, some of the, you know, the music is good. It it looks like a Nolan film. But then this last trailer, like, really turned that first trailer, like, on its head. Like, everything that I thought was going to happen in this film, like, is completely different. Mm -hmm. Did you guys, did you guys feel like the second trailer was a a big paradigm shift from the first one? Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely did. The first one was really mysterious and like they kind of a few times showed you this. Um, but this one focused on it as a theme of the movie. Um, what has me excited though, is just, it's Chris Nolan who is one of the best in the business. Uh, it's John David Washington who is going to make his move to be a big name actor here. And it's Robert Pattinson who we're living in a patanasance right now because he's in all kinds of big things. And He's finally kind of uh, rid himself of Twilight and Harry Potter and has kind of grown up to be a a big time actor. So I'm really excited about the cast. And uh, I think this is going to be an absolute must see one of the top movies of the year. Agreed. Yep. 
Can we trademark Patanasans? You can try. I yeah, I mean, that was beautiful. <laughs> um, I care a lot. Um, uh, guys, I have a question for you, though. Um, hmm. At minimum, Chris Nolan is in the top blank directors. Currently? 12? Yeah. Or all time? Currently. Um, currently, okay, nine. He's he's for sure in the top nine. Like he could be number one and he could be number nine, but he's for sure in the top nine. You think? Yeah, I think so. It would be fun to do like a like a full on like hardcore ranking and come to an agreement on who we think is our top three, five, and ten. I, I would say with my um, admittedly less uh, knowledge about who is directing movies, um, I would put him in the top five. I think I would feel comfortable saying um, he it seems like everything he touches turns to gold. Yeah. And you know, he doesn't make as many movies. And so when you do see his name, you better pay attention because it's going to be a big deal in the same way James Cameron is right. So he hasn't made a movie for a while. And the next thing he's, he's working on avatar and um, it just doesn't come around very often. So, you know, there's other people that are making a movie a year and every three of them is very good. So it's just a mix. All right, uh, next up, speaking of really big directors who are doing big things, Zack Snyder is uh, finally going to release his uh, Snyder Cut of the Justice League. It's going to be on HBO Max in 2021. Do we care about this? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so Justice League was bad, but so was Batman versus Superman, and that was totally totally um snyder didn't have all, really a lot of all snyder you got to do it so it was bad and so i don't know what makes us think that you know a movie that he started and then joss whedon had to come in and do some reshoots do some clever editing and make it whatever it was which was still garbage i don't think i don't know why people think it's going to be good but people I, I, are really excited about it they're like crazy like i gotta see the snyder cut um i think it's probably it's going to be longer and I think that makes it bad. Here, here's the other thing. If you gave the key, like, let's just take Christopher Nolan. And if you said Christopher Nolan is going to recut all of the footage from Justice League, I would still kind of go, eh. Yeah. Right. Like, right. I, I don't know what he can do to improve upon. I mean, you can't polish a turd, right? Yeah. And. There was a lot of garbage in that movie, and it was never destined to be a great Guys, film movie, at all. The, Go ahead, Eric. The movie was so bad, and the people acting in it had so little faith that uh, uh, Henry Cavill had a mustache that he refused to shave because he was prepping to be a side character in a Mission Impossible movie. Yeah, and that just adds to it. Okay, so yeah. whoever we would put at the top of the directing or editing uh, pantheon, if they were going to recut this movie, I still don't think it would be good. Yeah. Why, though? Yeah, in, in 2004, he did Dawn of the Dead. In 2006, he did 300. 2009, Watchmen. 2010, Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Gaul. Galul. Lul, 2011, Punch. Uh, 2013, Man of Steel. 2016, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Uh, 
2017, he did part of Justice League. And then coming up, he has uh, 2021's Zack Snyder's Justice League, Mm -hmm. the movie that no one knows anything about called The Fountainhead. And eventually he's going to be doing Army of the Dead. He's doing The Fountainhead? Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and say that Zack Snyder sucks. I don't care about this. It's still going to be bad. Yeah. You know what The Fountainhead is, right? No. That's an Ayn Rand novel. Really? She's like, yeah, oh yeah, she's, uh, what was the other one? Atlas Shrugged, same oh. same, same author, so of like, uh, selfishness is a virtue type of author, so mm-hmm. I'm guessing The Fountainhead is not going to be good either. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I thought that Zack Snyder, I was, everybody was paying such close attention to him for a while, um, you know, with 300, was so stylish, and then I actually liked Watchmen, um, and then I, I thought, well, then I was like, when Sucker Punch came out, I was very disappointed in everything. The, everything he's done with DC, I think, has been underwhelming or bad. Well, Man, I thought Man of Steel was decent. Like, I didn't, I didn't dislike it because it was a reboot. It was, it was away from the Brandon Routh uh, Superman. It went a little bit darker. Went a little bit heavier. We got Russell Crowe. We got a little background. You know, mm-hmm. um, I thought, I thought that was a pretty decent reboot of the franchise. But everything after that was was pretty piss poor. Yeah. Yeah. So right, guys. no reason to think this is really going to be good. But I guess I yeah. care because it should be some big extravagant. You'll watch it. We'll watch it. We know we will. It's on. It's going to be on HBO Max, which I don't intend to pay for. So I'm not sure if I if I will watch it. Well, your folks will, and then you'll just swipe the password. Nice. All right, That's guys. Okay. So we're going to go kind of rapid fire through some other news here. Um, first up, we heard that there's going to be a new monster Western movie coming. What do we know about it? So this is going to be uh, Yorgos Lanthimos, who did Killing of the Sacred, Sacred Deer. He did The Lobster. Uh, Jimbo, what was the other one? The um, Favorite. Yeah, The Favorite. The yeah. Favorite. And, and one before any of these that I can't think of. So a good track record of weird, weird indie-style movies. Really well-filmed and interestingly written, but... You, if, if someone saw any of these movies and said that movie sucked, I wouldn't really argue with them. I'd just be like, that's a valid opinion. It's not for you. Like that right, kind of thing. Exactly. Yep. So he's writing a gothic Western monster movie. Um, and Tony McNamara, who also co-wrote the favorite with him is going to follow two gunslingers who are hired by a 15 year old girl to kill a monster that lives underneath the basement of the title character. Um, I'm in. Yeah, I th- I'm in. I care. I'm excited. It'll be so weird. It's going to be the weirdest movie. It's it's going to be weird and funny and awkward, but then there's also probably going to be a lot of violence. Oh, yes. Hmm. I don't know if I care. Uh, you guys will have to watch it first. <laughs> I'll watch it. Don't worry. Have, have, you, watched, have you watched any of uh, Yorgos's movies, Eric? Nope. Have never even heard this guy's name. <laughs> yeah. well, well you've heard you, it on our podcast probably like 10 times but <laughs> let's just say he doesn't have a name that i remember very well all right so yeah, it's uh, on, i man. mean it's, it's a pretty common name yorgos lanthimos pretty yeah. it's the joe smith of italian movie making or something wherever he's from all right guys we're going to trailer for the movie old guard what do we know about old guard and why should people care well did you watch the trailer no, no, I did not. It, it was it was great. It, it looks really fun. So it's like a Netflix movie. But Charlize Theron, however you pronounce that, is a badass. Like, she's great as an action star. 
she was so good in Fury Road, and then Atomic Blonde was she was good in it. It's kind of it was pretty boring actually. Besides the action sequences, she's like a very very good action star, and I enjoy watching her kick ass. And this looks like a movie I will absolutely watch. Um, it's kind of like Eric, how you like watching Chris Helmsworth do his action sequences, which is literally what you said. Um, and it's kind of like, dude, it's just fun to see them at the top of their game, just being cool. And yeah, so this is like, uh, I, I don't know if they're, they're not like vampires. I don't know what they are, but they can't be killed. Um, yeah. or it's very, it's supposedly like very difficult to kill them because like, you know, the one of the opening shots in the trailer is, is them getting mowed down by a bunch of military people, and then they just sort of, like, pop back up and heal themselves. So maybe a little more Wolverine yeah. than Vampire. I don't know. It's like a whole and squad then, of Wolverines. Yeah, and then they, they're, you know, they got, they're recruiting, you know, uh, some some young gal and trying to teach her about, like, the ways of their, you know, the old guard and, and uh, off into fun shoot them up, uh, we go. I, I probably will end up watching this. So I do. I care. will too. I will too. I it's not going to win any awards. Both think it should be watched. All right. Um, next up, we got uh, Jason Momoa and Peter Dinklage. They're going to be doing a vampire movie together. Is it supposed to be like a funny vampire movie? Yeah, for sure. So <laughs> Peter Dinklage is going to be uh, the legendary vampire killer Van Helsing. And then Jason <laughs> Momoa is going to be a vampire. But he's like a chill vampire that's probably going to be like kind of a fuck up. And then they're going to go town to town. And then Jason Momoa is going to like come in and wreak havoc. And then Van Helsing is going to come in and get paid, right? So they're like scamming people. Scamming towns. So I think it, it it's probably going to suck, but like, it's kind of cool to see them get together after Game of Thrones. Although, I was thinking about it. Did they ever have a scene together? I don't think so. There's no way, right? I think no chance, yeah. No chance they ever film together. Spoilers. But they do all the promo together. They're buddies. It looks fun. Spoilers. Uh, he didn't make it very long. So. Yeah, I think he died in the first season. And there's, you know. Because uh, Varys was the one who went to go see him. And so did, uh, so did um, oh gosh, who's the? Dora. Not Jor, yeah, Jorah, but the other guy, uh, Ber- uh, Barristan. Barristan Selmy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was kind of the crew that met up with him. So um, hmm. I think this movie is going to be horrible. I don't care currently. Okay, I don't care either. You're right. Fair enough. I, I, I completely agree. Next up, Legally Blonde 3. It's on its way. Don't know if we needed it. This one is going to be written by Mindy Kaling. Is there any reason that we should care about this? No. No. But that's yeah. cool. I don't care. Um, next up, Umbrella Academy, season two, coming January, or, I'm sorry, coming July 1st. Um, do you care about this one? Jim, you watched season one. <laughs> I did. Um, I didn't talk a lot about it because I wasn't proud of myself for it. It came out around the same time as The Boys, and I started watching them at the same time. And I was like, wait a minute, one of these things is not like the other, but I still finished Umbrella Academy. And, um... It had a couple of like it, it's definitely fun, you know. Like the boys was fun, and it just it wasn't nearly as good. But I, I you know, shit, man. If they do dropped you, it right now, if season two came out right now, I would start watching it because I'm, I'm you, in need of content. Do you see? So do you see potential for season two? Like even though uh, 
in the same vein of the boys, right? Where we like, it, it's got some flaws, but we see there's some cracks where we thought this could actually get really good. Do you see any of those? Like yeah, similar I do the because the actual, the tone of the show is supposed to be very like light and fun, kind of like the boys, but even maybe sillier, but they had to do so much heavy lifting with like all these characters coming together and how much trauma they'd all had in the past. So they had to do all this build up. So I think season two will probably be better than season one. Um, I still don't know. I can recommend it to you guys. I'll watch season two and let you guys know. How about that? Sounds good. Okay. I love it. And finally guys, David Arquette, a name we haven't heard in quite some time, uh, returns for Scream 5. Um, I didn't know there was a Scream 4, and I probably wouldn't have felt confident saying there was even a Scream 3. So I thought you'd watched all these, Eric. Didn't you like these movies? No, no, no. That was that was someone else. Um, I don't know if I've ever watched any of the Scream movies. Um, yeah, not my real, not my thing. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's a slasher movie at... Definitely wouldn't be your thing. Ryan, did you see these? So these were peaking when I was in high school. Yeah, that's okay. So did you see them? I saw Scream 1 and Scream 2. And then I remember watching, like, renting, like, Scream 3 from Blockbuster Video. And that was the one where Courtney Cox had her bangs trimmed, like, as short as possible. Like, the barber took the bowl and, like, slid it up and then, like, and it was bad. Like she was, she was lambasted. I definitely didn't know there was a Scream Four, so take that away. And I don't think we need a fifth one. It's like Sharknado Five. Like let's just let's just cut this off. Literally. All right. You know what? I thought this was a piece of news that we should care about. Nobody cares. This is bad. Dude, I don't think. I literally don't think even like my age demographic that grew up with you know, scream as part of our, like, uh, you know, uh, scary movie lore. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares about this. Nobody is <laughs> asking for a fifth scream. Well, you know, it's funny, but like every once in a while, one of these things surprises you and is good. Like, do you remember when they were remaking Halloween and they're like, Oh, we're going to pretend that the only movie that ever was made was the first one. And this is going to be a sequel to that with like an older Jamie Lee Curtis. I was like, dude, this movie is just another one of these shitty sequels. It's going to suck. And then that was like, surprise people. It was like, actually pretty good. And it was pretty solid. You never know. I don't think this can be one of those. The only difference is, uh, I will say that, like, the original Halloween movies were, were like, good movies. Like, yeah. the, first, the first Scream is pretty forgettable. It's not right. great. Okay, I just want you guys to know I looked up Courtney Cox bangs and it's atrocious. It's atrocious, right? It's like the worst haircut of a woman that I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> I don't even think it has to be a woman. I think you could say the worst haircut I mean, you've you ever seen. I've had some pretty dumb haircuts. Like the owner of the Oakland Raiders, dude. I mean, yeah, the, oh, yeah. That's what she got, dude. No, Jim, she got like she's like, give me oh. the Mark Davis. Yeah, in the front. Okay. It's 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 like it's horrible. And Courtney Cox is beautiful. She's a beautiful woman. This this look is just it's so bad. <laughs> so everyone, ch- take out your phones and check That's it out. That's not. Oh my god, is that for real? Yes, that was her haircut. Wow. I can't believe that's real. All right, guys, that's, it's time. That's brilliant move on to hot wrecks so today we're going to talk about some shows that you guys should be watching 
um, shows and movies. Um, I have a few of them, and there wasn't a lot coming out. I mean, we're starting to hit the wall of things coming out already. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, all right. I think, we, I think we hit that wall a couple weeks ago. So, <laughs> we're still here. Episode 382. So the first thing that I watched was this new Amy Schumer cooking show. Oh, boy. Um, it's Amy Schumer and her husband, who is a chef. He's a like a legit chef. Yes. And they are cooking and making drinks in their kitchen. And it's just like filmed by one woman who is just like in their home filming them. It's like the lowest budget TV show maybe of all time. Okay. Where'd you find this? It's YouTube? on Food Network. Oh, all right. It's on Food Network. It's a real show on Food Network. It's literally like they were just like, we have no content. What can we do? And then Amy Schumer was like, me and my husband will make a cooking show. And she doesn't really know what she's doing. but she Isn't was, it like Amy learns to cook or something like that? Yep. And she was a bartender for 10 years. So she's pretty good at making drinks. And so they always make like a fancy drink and then they make some fancy food. And the husband is really good. And he kind of plays like the the straight guy in it. Like he he's really serious about cooking. And she's just pretty much making inappropriate jokes the whole time. And I'm not going to say it was good, but it was appreciated uh, definitely to have something like that during quarantine. So if you like cooking shows or you like Amy Schumer or both, or you're just really freaking bored, throw on this Amy Schumer cooking show on um, Food Network, okay? If you were going to wreck it on a scale of 1 to 10, where would you put it? Uh, like a, like Rotten Tomatoes, a that's not fair because Rotten Tomatoes is really no. Just like if highest ten is like Dave, where you'd wreck it a thousand percent. It's like it's like middle of the road. So it's a it's like if you need content, if you're bored, this is above average. Go check it out. Yeah, it's just like if you're bored and you like cooking shows, like it's Amy Schumer and her husband cooking. Dude, Amy Schumer gets a bad rap. She is an old school writer, comedian. She wrote for all the roasts. She is very, very fucking funny. Her earlier stand-ups were great. I don't exactly know where she started getting this horrible rap. Her last couple stand-ups haven't been great, so I know she's fallen off a little bit, but I bet it's funny. She got the horrible rap from, like, stealing jokes. Yeah, there was some of that. <laughs> Doesn't help. Um. Yeah, so I don't know. Check it out. James, you watched a show, a new one, TNT's Finest. What'd you watch? This. I mean, this really is their finest. That doesn't mean it's good. Um, so I watched Snowpiercer. Okay. So, you know, Ryan, you're big into the South Korean guys right now. Killing it. <laughs> okay. Into it. Into it. <laughs> South Korean guys in general. Um, but yeah, so this is based off kind of, you know, an indie movie where it's like a dystopian future. You are on this like train that is the only humanity left and it needs to keep moving in order to like power whatever's left. So it's this class struggle shit. Um, and they made a show out of it on TNT. Okay. Jennifer Connelly is the only person you're probably going to recognize out of the group. And she's good. I think it might be okay. The sets are pretty good. The CG, like when they show outside the train looks, takes you out of it. It's bad. Um, but this is a big show for them. Like they spent a lot of money. They bought this property they think it has a chance and it's gotten like lukewarm reception. That's about what I'm going to give it. Like maybe like a 72 and I'll probably, 
I'll probably keep watching it. Like I might watch three, four more, see what's up. It's all right. Okay. So what? I didn't sell you. Well, no, I, I, I just, I, I would love. I just, I don't want to. I think you should maybe watch the first episode too and see what you think. I would love for it to be good, and I hope that it's good, but it's kind of hard to recapture it in a eight episode season of what the movie did. Yeah. And you know, it's not really trying to do the same, same thing in some ways it is like there's a whole, the class warfare is definitely there and they want to rise up and stuff. Um, but there's like, it's a big murder mystery really. So it's, hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's different. All right. Uh, I watched the big new Netflix movie. And I mean, saying Netflix movie is always pretty bad. You know, Netflix movies are, they're a certain type of movie. Um, they seem uh, quickly put together, maybe, is a way I would describe them. Um, this one is called The Lovebirds, okay? Have you heard about this? Yeah, yeah. Is her name? Nanjiami and uh, Issa, Issa Rae. Yeah. Is Issa Rae from here? Um, I feel like I'm Issa Rae is from here because she had the show on HBO, Insecure, which I guess is pretty good. I think she's, like, local. Really? It says she's yeah, I'll look it up. California, but... Um, but she's a big deal. Camilla Nanjiani is uh, married to her in this movie. Um, and they're like a fighting couple, like at their end, years into their relationship. And then they are like implicated in like a murder that they didn't have anything to do with. But they are certain that, you know, um, based on the color of their skin, they will be um, charged with what made them look guilty and so they're kind of on the run and trying to um figure out who did this crime and it was silly and mildly romantic and made me laugh a decent amount of times i'm not telling you it's a good movie but it was fun i'm gonna go with fun it was a fun movie um it was pretty funny and it was just wacky enough and weird enough that I stayed interested. There were a couple times that it was, it kind of took me out of it where it wasn't funny. Um, so I'm not going to give it a big time wreck or anything, but um, Netflix definitely pushing it. I read a few articles that said you should watch it if you have Netflix. And let's be serious, people, we have a lot of free time right now. So The Lovebirds on Netflix, fun movie, made me laugh a couple times. Worth a watch, I'd say. Okay. Dude, is uh, Nanjiami like super ripped in it or is he in the process? Where was he along his path of getting like just ripped out of his mind from a formerly dad bod or like a C minus dad bod? He's he's getting ripped in it. Okay. But but like he takes his shirt off one time and they don't show his body really. And like you can kind of tell he's muscular, but they don't really show it. So like I think his character wasn't supposed to be super ripped. And so they, <laughs> so they had to hide his like Chris Pratt like, body. Yeah, they kind of hid the fact that he's like super jacked now. Dude, um, he's the Indian Chris. He's Pakistani uh, Chris Pratt, and I love it. Good for him. I want him to kill it. I'm gonna watch this movie. Yeah, it was fun. Um, it, it's just like all Netflix movies. I mean, they're kind of cheesy and like cut some corners, but it was it was at least entertaining at the minimum. Um, also, um, I. <laughs> I signed up for a free month of the WWE Network, okay? Oh, boy. I listened to two podcasts, two of the biggest podcasts in the world. I listened to uh, 
to the BS Report with Bill Simmons, and I listened to Pardon My Take with uh, Big Cat and PFT, and both of them had The Undertaker, the old wrestler The Undertaker, on, and he was promoting a show that everyone seems to be really crazy about, especially in this time of uh, really realistic looks uh, into people in documentaries. And so he has a documentary currently on this network, and the first month is free. So I took advantage of it to watch the first two episodes of the documentary, and it is not in the same league as um, The Last Dance. The Last Dance. Yeah. It just yeah. isn't. It's not there. But I would say it's 75% is good. And nice. I mean I mean, that is a compliment. Like, it was actually good. Um, it's about this aging wrestler, the Undertaker, who everyone has seen, whether you know anything about wrestling or not. Um, when I was a kid, I was always terrified of the Undertaker. Um, I think his prime was probably when I really enjoyed professional wrestling when I was like 10 or 11 years old. It was the late 90s. He is this big guy who is supposed to be dead. He's been wrestling for a million years. And by this point that the documentary picks up, he's trying to retire but he can't really do anything else and he doesn't want to do anything else. And he's this legend and his body is breaking down. He has to have like major surgeries and he's trying to have a perfect last match, but he can't really do it. And whenever he has a good match, he says, I think I've got a few more in me. And whenever he has a bad match, he's like, I need one more to make up for it. Mm -hmm. And so it's really interesting. Um, I wouldn't tell people it's worth paying money to get this. Um, definitely will be a, a, a couple weeks and then a cancel for me. Um, but it is kind of a cool documentary and there's definitely not very much on TV. So it was uh, something that I kind of sought out and uh, he was really good on the podcast. So if you like any of those podcasts, check those out too. Was he, was his peak for you, Eric, when he chokeslammed mankind through the mat? No, no, no. See, I, I am on the opposite side of that. Um, so you have to see like when I was 97, 98, I was like 10, 11 years old and wrestling was my favorite thing in the whole world. And I was a big Shawn Michaels fan. And so when he fought Shawn Michaels in the hell in the cell before mankind, I actually liked that quite a bit more. So if you're with me and you like old timey wrestling, this is a cool look at it. And, um, but you're kind of impressed that I remembered that though, right? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, yeah, I would say that if you're bored and you like old wrestling like I do, um, check it out. It's, the network is free for the first month. So even if you have no plan on paying for something, you know, throw your info out there and just cancel it right away. And you get a month of watching this shit for free. So there you go. That's the last hot wreck. And that is actually probably my biggest wreck of the week. Oh, wow. Yeah. I feel like this wreck section was, uh, pretty weak. A little soft. <laughs> I think it was a little soft. All right, guys, so that means we have to go to better late than never. So just because um, things aren't really coming out right now doesn't mean there's not a lot of great things to watch. So um, a lot of our listeners and you guys have been giving me a hard time for years about some of the things that I haven't watched. And so I watched a few of them in the last week. Okay? A few? Ooh. So um, everyone's been giving me a hard time that I've never seen the movie Gladiator. So I watched Gladiator this week. And I have some real takes on it, okay? I can't wait to hear them. I'm 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 buckling in. I'm getting my seatbelt buckled. Okay. You're about to kill one of the longest-running podcast jokes we have. Yes, yes. I watched watched Gladiator, and I thought it was amazing. Really? I did. I thought it was was amazing. I thought it was... It it lived up to the hype that we had kind of, like, bestowed upon it? I thought... I, I went into it 
thinking, oh my gosh, everyone has told me how good it is. It's going to be such a disappointment. And it was much better than I expected. Like for real, it was, um, Russell Crowe was great. Um, Joaquin Phoenix is incredible. Joaquin Phoenix is a, a like a man amongst gods, literally. Everybody, but everybody in this is good. There just aren't bad characters. Um, for some reason, when I watch old movies, I'm so bothered by them. And this one was so well done. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, it holds up. It really, it really does hold up. You were just going to be like, uh, they just some of the scenes were too long, which I agree. They tighten stuff up. Like, but I'm glad to hear that. Um, it was, uh, it, it looks incredible still, um, which was really surprising to me. I thought the most dated part of it might've been the music, if anything. Um, mm. but everything else stood up great. Um, I will say this, uh, Game of Thrones ripped it off. Um, I know that it's not the exact same thing. It's obviously based in history. Um, Game of Thrones isn't Game of Thrones definitely isn't all about, you know, Italy and Rome and things like that. But um, Game of Thrones with kind of the playing of politics, mm-hmm. uh, they, they literally took this and, well, you know, I guess Game of Thrones is pretty old, but um, definitely with how they filmed it. I mean, they definitely use this as a, as an influence and just did the same thing, but, but a little bit better. Yeah. So, like yeah, the, uh, 20, 20 years old this year. Um, for being 20 years old, this movie is incredible. It, uh, dude, it won Academy Award for Best Actor, Best Picture, Best Sound Mixing. It won the uh, um, Golden Globe for Best Picture. Like it, it just laid everything. Yeah, and and I think the the most important thing that Eric said was like, th- yeah, there there's a lot of fighting, right? Uh, there's there's a decent amount of that, but it's more about the politicking, right? The fighting was used as a vehicle to. For, for Maximus to exude his politics on on Commodus on on walking yeah, on the on the people and and, yeah. and he, he did he did whatever the people didn't expect him to do or didn't expect or, or or Commodus didn't expect him to do just to sort of maneuver his way into you know the people's favor and so um, it was it it's it's an it's one of my it's one of my top ten favorite movies and still is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I would say that um, I we, we we've discussed it you know so many times, but I am very squeamish about like sword, spear, knife, stabbing, violence kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And there were definitely times that I just kind of like looked at my phone or kind of like looked away when it was just really like stabby and slitty and cutty. Um, <laughs> but but it just it didn't matter because the movie itself is so much beyond that. And to me, I was expecting it was going to be all about this fighting pit, you know, fighting in the Coliseum, fighting to the there's death. There's only a, a few scenes like that, maybe two. There's there's probably three of them like that. Mm-hmm. But but in general, like the movie is so much deeper and it's so much better than that. So um, loved it. I really did. I thought it was amazing. And I when it got done, I was like, wow, that was really a masterpiece. I, I want to end the podcast right now. And just be like, let's end on a high note, yeah. and it's not going to get any better than that. Eric loved a twenty-year-old a, a movie that we recommended for years. I'm so happy. Does this actually legitimately? It's kind of sad, but does it make you happy, Ryan? <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Because like, it, it, like it was one of those things that like kind of finally paid off. You know, we've had yeah. Eric watch. We've tried to get Eric to watch so many things, and a lot of them. He it, it's been lukewarm. 
I think this is the first like positive reception for something like this. He could have easily come in and been like, dude, it's fucking too much sand. A lot of sand. I wasn't into it. You know, he's got weird so, takes like I, that. I really liked it. The acting, the writing, everything was beautiful. So. Would you watch it again, like, in a year? Maybe. I mean, again, it was pretty, like, like I love Game of Thrones. And whenever I think of watching Game of Thrones again, I'm like, there was a lot of throat slitting. Like, yeah. it's, kind of, it's kind of traumatic. I really am pretty squeamish about that. So, um I don't know if I'd watch it again. What was your What was your favorite scene? Just we don't we, we'll end it here. But what was your favorite scene? Um, I just think that like when he, he shows mercy to the the gall guy, the the guy with the crazy mask. Yep. Defeats him mm-hmm. in one on one combat, and then the whole just all the tigers or whatever. Yeah, and they're all chanting "kill," and then he just like drops his weapon, and he can't do it, mm-hmm. and then start yelling maximus the merciful and then like he just literally takes over the city by doing that it was it was awesome so yeah that was incredible that's yeah so before i know you guys each have some good stuff i'm gonna jump over a not so good thing um i did watch uh it must have just dropped on netflix um but the the underworld movies um just dropped on netflix and i've seen the first underworld movie uh numerous times okay right um I watched it again and I love it. It's it's so freaking good. The first Underworld movie is fantastic. That's I, yeah, it is. It's super solid. And Kate Beckinsale is unbelievable. Kate Lee Beckinsale high. is so cool. She's such a great hero. Um, uh, what's the 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 vampire? The main one, um, Bill Nye is in it. He's really cool. Um, yeah. Scott Speed Speedman. Speedman. Yep. He's horrible. Um, somehow. Horrendous. They- Somehow they survive him being like a disaster. I can't stop thinking of Scott Stapp the whole time I'm watching yep. it. It's the same guy. I'm like, why is the Creed singer in this fucking movie? Um, but Underworld 1 is so cool. The ending, which I won't spoil for anyone who hasn't watched it, is amazing. It's the perfect um, violent ending you could have, actually. I love it. Um, so... That was cool. So then the next night I was like, damn, I loved that. I'm going to watch Underworld Evolution. Big and that was not good. Mm. That was so bad that it stopped me from watching the rest of them. Fair enough. Which span all the way from 2003 to 2016. I stopped after two. Two was not good. Everyone in the world should go check out a real hot wreck Underworld and never <laughs> watch another one of them. They all are fucking bad. Okay, quick. Uh, Blade 1 or Underworld 1? Go. Quick. Underworld. I go Blade. I think Underworld, dude. I really like it. It's really Ooh, awesome. Man, that's Super tough. Fantastic, dude. And Kate Beckinsale is, is like at the peak of her powers in Underworld 1. I think, I think yeah. if, you're, if you're more into like high-octane action, Blade is for you. But if you're into a little bit more dialogue, a little more backstory little more uh, like how the werewolves and the, and the vampires dislike each other and some of the vampire history, then, then uh, Underworld is for you. I think it's simpler. I'd go the opposite on that. And they're called lichens in that movie. So I don't think you know what you're talking about. I would, I think this question is <laughs> Wesley Snipes or Kate Beckinsale. It seems pretty simple to me. Kate Beckinsale. Uh, God damn it. Fuck All right, James, you watched a show. You're not wrong. <laughs> no. you watched the show uh what was that show Eleven twenty two sixty three. what's it on yeah so that's well as a history teacher right that's when jfk was assassinated 
So, dude, it's a Hulu show that's kind of old, and it's got James Franco. Do you remember this? You probably saw ads for it. Yeah. He's yeah. like, it's like he's like in the 1960s the whole time, or 59. So, like, yeah, I read the book, and the book was long as fuck, but it was really good. Stephen King book. Uh, I really loved it. And then I think I'm only watching this show, though, because I read that book. Um, if you have Hulu and you need something to watch, go for it. But I think James Franco, and I want you guys' opinion. I'm going to just call him a bad actor. Fair. I don't, I can't think now. I'm like, what? I used to like him and respect him as an actor. And like, now I'm thinking back. I think he's always just been pretty bad. He's really yeah. bad in this. It's a Pineapple bad. Express, he was fine because he got to be just a stoner. He was just, yeah, he was like goofing around. It was a comedic role. He was good in it. Otherwise, what else? I mean, he pretty much killed that show about like old timey New York and shit. I mean, I watched him in uh, recently, and I didn't even do it in a better late than never. I watched uh, the interview. That's a bad movie. And it was like sort of funny, but like mostly terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think he's pretty bad. All right, well, he doesn't help this any. Uh, I'm gonna keep watching it all the way through, but I won't. I promise not to talk about it. I'm just watching it because I also like read a fucking sixteen. 16- 100 page book so it's the accompaniment to that okay i watched uh another one that i was told to watch by a friend of the pod tony he told okay. uh, me i had to watch inside man because yes. inside man and uh he said money heist and inside man were very similar and if you guys know anything about me i love money heist well first of all it was me that said that, that they, yeah. they the Our initial mistake. the initial scenes of Money Heist were fully ripping off Inside Man. Yes. Um, so I watched Inside Man. And if you guys remember a few weeks ago, um, I attempted to watch Inside Man. And I watched it. And I got to the end of it. And I realized, holy crap, Denzel Washington's in Inside Man. And he's not. <laughs> uh, that's because I was watching a must-have-been straight-to-DVD movie called Inside Man Most Wanted. <laughs> um, now, I watched Inside Man, the real point. Inside Man from the late 90s. Uh, and Inside Man was very dated. It was super dated. It was Clive Owen and uh, um, uh, Willem Dafoe and uh, Denzel Washington. And it was all about this bank heist. And my only problem was that it was the opposite of uh, Money Heist. You had no idea what was happening with the heist. You had no idea what was happening with the hostages. You didn't know what they were stealing. You didn't know what their plan was. You didn't know what was happening behind those doors. You were watching from the perspective of Denzel Washington and the police. So you were stuck outside the building while a heist was going on. Where the reason that Money Heist is so fun is because they're showing you all these complicated plans that they had, whether they're realistic or not, to deal with um, the securities in place and what they believed that the police and the government would do in retaliation. And so... Um, I do see that why they would be compared and definitely the people who wrote money heist were definitely fans of inside man. Um, but they just made a much more complicated version of what inside man is. So, well, I, and I, I agree. I, I think the only difference is, is inside man had two hours and money heist had, you know, eight to 10. Um, and, and I liked inside man. I did. It was good, but it was, it, it did not hold up like gladiator did. It was, it was quite dated, um, especially when you have movies that deal with technology and then you watch them in, you know, 2020 and they were made in the 90s and you're like, oh, things would be way different now. This isn't mm-hmm. real 
anymore. So um, it was good. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I don't think people should like pay for this. Well, All right, there you go. Up. It's a Spike um, Lee joint, but it's not my joint, I guess. Barter, you watched Dave. You were a little late to the party, but you loved it. Tell us why. Okay, so here's here's what happened. All right, big mea culpa on, on my part. So when I f initially fired up Dave, you guys had been hyping it, blah, blah, blah. I fired up the Hulu app. I subscribed. Uh, I got the paid um, ad-free version of Hulu. I clicked on Dave. I, I swear I must not have been paying attention because... I just clicked like X, 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 like just, just click through like, yep, let's go with Dave. Normally when you, when you fire up a season, it takes you right to the first episode. I only watched episode two on my oh, <laughs> So you never so, even watched the first one. And then you get the second one out of context that you thought was the first so, one. So I opened up in watching Dave with them in the supermarket buying you know shampoo talking about or, or the three-in-one body wash and Which i'm like but i'm like who's this who's the black guy yeah and then i'm like who's the redhead who's the redhead dude that's like yeah we're gonna scrub it's a new acne routine and i'm like and then they and then they like go to the school with the play and um and then the girlfriend i i'd never met Allie before um, is like, what did you think? And he's like, I, I don't know. I've never, I've never done anything like this. Oh, by the way, these parents want you to rap at their son's funeral or something. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is this? What is this show? This is stupid. Like, I don't, there's no context. I literally met, I swear to God, I went back and watched episode one because I'm like, I don't remember this happening. And I watched episode one and you get all of that context of who these characters were. And I was like, oh, my God, I screwed up so bad. I, I fully blame myself. It's all my fault. However, so now, now, we're, now we're backtracking slightly. I've been talking for a long time. But Dave, I want five to six more seasons of Dave. I, can't, I cannot recommend the show enough. Like, I turned it off in the middle of episode three, Um when they, when him and Allie were kind of like going at it and I'm like, this is just, this is ridiculous. I didn't even know who this person was, but had I watched episode one, it would have made a lot more sense. And then it gets heavy. Like he is so real. He talks about things that makes you uncomfortable listening to. And I can't imagine the feeling that he had of saying, I want to write about this and yeah. expose myself to the world um, in, in this level of granularity and it hits so hard in so many places. And it's so funny in so many places. Dave is a 10 out of 10 for me, a 10, a hard 10 out of 10. Yeah. And I have seriously considered, I will watch it. I'm going to watch this the whole first season again, because that's how much I loved it. I watched it twice as well. I watched it because I could never wait for my wife, so I watched it, and then I'd always watch it with her again. So, wow, I totally agree. It was so good. And how good would it have been if you missed the first episode? It would have been like a, it's a three out of ten. But yeah, like, dude, I can't believe. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I get how you must have been like, what are they talking about, dude? I've watched two of these. That you need that first one. They do such heavy lifting fast on the show. It's crazy. 
Don't Remember when I said to you, I said to you, Jimbo, I said, remember when I said to you, it's like curb your enthusiasm, but less funny because I didn't have any context and I, I missed so much of it. So that's, that's all on me. That's a hundred percent my fault. Dave is my most anticipated show of 2021. Wow. That's great. In my opinion right now, it's, duking it out with Ozark as the best show of 2020 so far. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to get Fargo back and then to get, um, dark season three. Yeah. Yes. Dark season three. Yeah. We'll get some good stuff to, to rival it. But right now, you know, we don't have anything like it. And I, I do wish we had another season right fucking now. It's like, it went by too quick. We got nothing left. I'm glad we had it. I don't want to ruin. I don't want to ruin any listeners that haven't watched it because you should watch Dave, but in the penultimate episode of season one at the wedding, does it get, I, 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 I was shocked at how oh. emotional that felt for me. Oh, I, was, I got, I, I got very emotional with the Gata episode. Like I cried. at the Oh, Gata for sure. For sure. And my that wife was watched heavy. it and she cried and she was like, you know, as a mental health professional, like she's like, Whoa, that was, that was really real and respectful. And and then how they kind of broke up the timeline. Like oh, they, they gave you glimpses and then they kind of wrapped it all up. Like the show is what Atlanta really wanted to be, but it was better. Um, They're very different to me. Okay. So I will say this. Like Atlanta was. And this is like entertaining throughout. It tries to make every scene entertaining. Whereas Atlanta will be comfortable with like multiple scenes that are not necessarily entertaining, just a real glimpse at life or whatever. Yeah, fair enough. I, I just think that like Dave was, uh, it did a much better job of like the look into the reality of the music industry. Whereas Atlanta was more of a, uh, a tableau, oh. if you will, like where they, they did some like still scenes and then they kind of went off, in their own direction of something that had nothing to do with it. So yeah. And Atlanta doesn't feature that much about the music industry. It's very much like, Oh, there's a manager and then he'll go to the studio sometimes, but they don't, they don't get into the industry of it really, or the politics of it. You know, it's, it's about their lives and their hardships and their fucking bullshit and their mistakes and all those other things about their lives. This is like his fucking, you know, Dave's career coming up. Anyway, I've, I've said too much, but I can't recommend it enough. All right, guys, it's time for the Marvel rewatch. This week, we have to move on to Spider-Man Homecoming. This was a movie I was really excited about, and I was really sad to find out it wasn't on Disney+. Plus. Fucking yeah. Sony. Fuck yeah, Sony. It's a Sony movie. Yes, I was sad about that. I had to pay the $3.99 or whatever to rent this, but it was the best $3.99 I spent all month because, Wow. Even watching this for like the third time, what a good movie. I really enjoyed this. Um, I have, uh, what's the kid's name in real life? Yep. Yeah. Holland? Tom, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Um, he, he is fantastic. He's so good. And uh, he's my dark horse, uh, James Bond right now. I, I, I sneaky love it, actually. I don't. Too small. Bond? Dude, yeah. I don't care. He's jacked out of his mind. Make him look tall. 
I love it. Tom Holland is so talented. He's so funny. He's so likable. And what I would say they got right most about this movie was the scale. The friendly neighborhood Spider-Man thing. They definitely took that seriously. And they nailed it. This was the smallest scale Marvel movie we've had in probably years at this point. Definitely of Phase 3. And it was so refreshing. I really enjoyed that he was doing things on such a small level. He was learning about his powers and his suit and his role. He was so nervous Mm -hmm. about disappointing Mr. Stark. I loved this movie. I thought it was pretty good on, on rewatch. I will say, I thought that the first like 30 to 40 minutes were pretty boring where I, I like, yeah. I, I'm not trying to give this movie a negative take. I like this movie a lot, but the second and third acts were definitely where it made its money. Like that, the, the the first parts were a little bit it was it was just a little bit slow where you're like oh i just i just want a little bit more in here and then finally like the the final like two-thirds of the movie really just took off and and it was amazing after that yeah they so the the open where they give you behind the scenes and stuff you've already seen right so it's his his like unique point of view like filming from his phone of like you know, jumping out in the tarmac at the German airport for the Civil War showdown and all that stuff. That was all amazing. And then it like hit the brakes really hard. And I had that noted too for like 40 minutes. But it was like yeah. pretty entertaining, you know, mildly entertaining, kind of like, you know, just goofing around in the classroom, that type of stuff. It, de- it definitely slowed down. Yeah, to the to, slowed down to the point where I was like, is this movie actually good? Uh, and, that, yeah. and, 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 but I knew I had to have patience because Michael Keaton and his group of bad guys, and then the whole reveal that, uh, you know, Michael, like, uh, you know, he's dating the daughter of his, uh, prime nemesis, which nobody saw coming. I don't care who you were. Nobody had any idea that that's what was coming was an amazing reveal. And so yeah. I, I, I was like, once those scenes started coming in, I was like, pinned to the TV and locked in. But yeah. before that, it was a little bit meh. Well, kind I mean, of it's, it's Tom Holland and dude, the Michael Keaton is phenomenal in the movie. Like Michael's phenomenal. So good, like creepy, a little bit like charming. You kind of get it, but realistic. And I don't know. It just, he, he killed it. Like he, there was like almost the Tarantino scene where they're like ramping up in the car. And you can you know everybody's point of view. You have all the information, and you just watch it play out with her giving little bits of information about Peter's life, and you know the vulture putting it together. He's connecting the dots. And Peter trying to Peter in, in the, the Tarantino movie, they're just ramping up the tension. And Peter knows that he's vulture, and he's trying to keep the information yeah. from coming out. And yeah, they don't exactly know what each other knows, but yeah, I mean oh. it was that, that was. Pretty- and then the when he said, "You go on in, pumpkin." I got to give him the dad talk. Was he, like he takes the gun out instantly. <laughs> that was the uh, that was the like uh, Hank closing the garage door in Breaking Bad kind of thing, where where you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. And then he grabs the gun, and you're just like, okay, this is things are going to get out of control here. And it was uh, that that those scenes are so compelling. 
I, but again, though, I like the scale of all this because Vulture is trying to not be a big villain. His whole goal is to go under mm. the radar. Yeah. His whole goal is to be such a small villain that he's not even noticed or he's not even important enough. Until he tries to rob Tony Stark. Sure, but he's just trying to do these things to like, he, he just, he thinks that if he can just do that that one time, then he will be fine. Like, he's just trying to kind of fly under the radar where every other villain in all superhero movies is like, and now I will take over the universe and I will yeah. blow up the entire earth. You know, like this guy's just trying to like make a buck. And I just kind of respected that. I just that was actually a problem for me. The reveal was cool, but it 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 took me out of it a little bit because I was like, dude, that you know that what are the chances he didn't know that? And you know they all have social media and shit. I was just like, I think he would know who his like year long long term crush's dad is and what he looks like and shit. I just that bothered me. Um, I didn't think it was needed. So that you mean like he didn't he wasn't Facebook friends with her and then saw his picture. Or something like that. Yeah. Well, he just, he just he, there's no way that he wouldn't see him the first time out and like investigating when he did, and I'd be like, "Holy shit, <laughs> it's fucking you know Liz's dad or whatever." It would have been cooler if he had like figured it out through his high school or I don't know, whatever. It's a small time complaint, but um, and you guys are being so critical. This movie was awesome. No, it really was. It was. Oh, it, was it was great. Dude, you guys are gonna start feeling it too. Tom Holland as young James Bond is a real. That's. Would you rather, okay, Eric? Would you rather have Richard Madden or Tom Holland? Richard Madden, but like yeah. they're neck and neck at this point. He's British too. Dude, yeah. can, I, can I make one more complaint? Even though there's no reason to be complaining about this movie, I think everyone likes it so much you can just. It's almost different to complain about it. They burned through a lot of like major characters very quickly okay so the shocker who's like a cool villain on his own they just like made him a joke some asshole and then they burned through donald glover as like the stalker who's supposed to be like a crazy badass and here he's like small time crook who cares um scorpion is in it and he's supposed to be like this hardcore dude and he was just like a guy a regular criminal guy with a Scorpion tattoo. Don't you think it's kind of weird that they burn through characters like that? Yeah, but Marvel doesn't do things for no reason. Like, those are characters that they sat in a meeting and they crossed off their list. Yeah, I guess. It just kind of sucks. Like, they they, they just could have. How about they just give them more personality? Like, I know it's supposed to be gritty and real, so they all have to be wearing, like, no name brand grays and brown jackets. But. Give them some personality, a little flair, so they're more memorable. They will be back. They will still have a bunch of these people cross his path in the next few years. But I hope they bring some of these guys back. Like the Scorpion becomes a character at some point. So there's For some sure. that will happen. All right, guys. Next up, we have Thor Ragnarok. I think I've watched this movie ten times, and I might watch it twice this week. I can't That's wait. Kind of sad. I think Thor Ragnarok is my favorite movie. I'm not even kidding. It's that good. <laughs> so funny. It's so fun. It's just such a good time. I've never not had a good time watching it. I can't wait. I watched it too recently. I've watched it like a couple times a year since it came out, and I can't wait to watch it again this week. I think I've probably seen it four times. I love it. It cracks me up. I, I watched that and like 
that one probably the most, but Guardians up there too. Just they they're so funny. So listeners, give us give a watch this with us. Go on Disney Plus wherever you can find it. Watch Thor Ragnarok with us this week and tell us your thoughts on this amazing movie. This is one of our very favorites from it's, Marvel. It's a top three as far as Marvel goes. All right, and then uh, finally, or we have two games real quick. Um, first is a new segment. All right, brand new segment. This is called Northeast Rates It. Okay. So we asked some of our listeners this week, and we'll ask more this this next week, to send us random things that we have to rate out of 100, okay? Okay. 50 being average, 100 being the best thing in the world, zero being the worst thing in the world. I'm going to give you guys 10 things. You have to give me a score out of 100, and you have the freedom, if you want, to give some kind of rationale why. They're all random things, so as you guys are listening, why don't you guys try to rate these things in your head at the same time we're doing this and see how you compare to your best friends here at the Nordies podcast. All right. All right. I love the premise. I understand it. I give it a 96. Let's go. Yeah, me too. All right. So here we go. Uh, first one, Raisin Cane's chicken fingers. Are they called chicken fingers or chicken tenders? Never had them. Um, yeah, man, they're great. They're like a, they're like a 88. Oh, <laughs> crazy i was gonna say an 87 really yeah i mean they're great right i mean but i'm comparing them to all food and all other things so i'm gonna give it an 88 you're going 88 i'm going 87 ryan you're at an na ryan i'm an na yeah i think this is pod homework this week yeah no they're i mean dude it's a place that exists just because of the strength of these chicken fingers i don't have one anywhere close to me there's one i don't know this is worth a 20-minute drive. But, dude, do you go the sauce or no sauce, or what do you do there? Oh, dude, I get double sauce. The Texas toast is freaking great. The fries are great. The chicken tenders are great. You get two sauces. Oh, you get coleslaw. I mean, this is a freaking feast. <laughs> I love Cane's 87. Feast. All right. Okay. What's next? All right, next up is EDM music. Oof. Okay. Uh, two. A two. Jeez. two is it evil is it kill people okay i'll give it a, a 23 <laughs> okay. okay i'm gonna jump in here um edm music um i don't know i it doesn't make me really feel anything um there aren't lyrics and i listen so carefully to lyrics um the lyrics that are in edm songs are usually pretty weak um i'm gonna go i'm gonna be kind and give it a 46 Okay. Yeah, that is kind. Um, I'm going to give it a 33 because it's forgettable to me. All right, so we're in the 30s overall. You guys yeah. lambasted me for a 23. What's a 33 and a 23 are pretty no, much... No, I lambasted you for a 2. Okay. Like, well, 2. I mean, I don't know what I'm giving 2, but it's going to be like a you know mass murder or something like that. Okay, fair All right. Next up, um, grilling. Grilling? Yeah. Oh, Ryan, uh, what do you think about uh, 90. Ryan's going 90. Is there a reason why? It is, if you have a gas grill, it's super convenient, it's easy, and you can make food taste really good with a little uh, like crispiness, like when it's necessary. Um, mm. It's very versatile. 
there's there's a lot of uh, uh, meats or vegetables that you can do on there. Like there's there's nothing you can't really cook on a grill if you know what you're doing. So uh, uh, I'm gonna give it a ninety. Um, so I don't hate that. I mean, grilling is fantastic. You it's only you can only really do it in the summer. So I'm gonna subtract maybe twelve points for that. Um, that does kind of blow because I do like grilling, but not you know, when I'm freezing my dick off. Well, it's not the summer. Like you gotta, you gotta think about like from March until like December when it gets really cold. So there's really yeah. only like three months when you can't grill. Okay. So I'll, I'll subtract uh, eight points. I'm going to give it an 83. Cause I'm yeah, right. it's, it's my favorite way to cook. Cause it's easy as fuck. And I can be outside drinking beer by myself. I'm right with you. I'm gonna go 81. The only reason I subtract some points is because it does suck if there's bad weather. Things can derail you, like rain, snow, cold, wind, any of those things. And um, when you're grilling and everybody else is having fun, um, even though I don't mind grilling, I'm always kind of bummed. I always hope someone else would take the reins. I'm going to give it an 81, though, overall pretty great. See, the only reason I'm the opposite of you is, like, I would rather be grilling than, like, interacting with other people. Right. I'm, right, kid next, I'm kidding. Next up, guys, watching golf. Oof. Uh, is, it a, is, it a, is it a major or a non-major? I, I don't Whatever you want to go with. I'm going to just say watching golf for me is a 41. Yeah, but like if you want to go back 10 years and it's the Masters on Sunday and Tigers in the hunt, I think it's a, it's a 91. If it's anybody else, it's a 52. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My thing is like Tiger is golfing on a – and he's in there. He's wearing the red – I'm pumped. Um, I'm following it, you know, loosely, like on my phone. And then they're like, Tiger's on 14. He's up one or he's down two or whatever. I'm like, damn, I'm going to go find this on TV now. But I yeah. don't like watch it. I'm like, I'll watch it if it's like really good. I don't hate it. I don't love it. I'm giving it a 41. Dude, I'm going to give it an 11, which is about how many strokes it takes trying to put it in. So. <laughs> I hate golf. Golf blows. Go I like being on golf courses. That's always great. I disagree. I think I, so again, the caveat being like if Tiger's in contention, I think it, it matters a little bit more, but I would say a 71. All right. Uh, overall, we don't love golf, I guess. Watching golf. Um, next up, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. I'll start. Um, Dennis Rodman is really overrated. Um, He's not that good of a player and he's more known for his like antics as being like a crazy person. Um, he's best friends with Kim Jong-un, which I don't find cool. And um, I don't know. overall, I'm going to give Dennis Rodman a 31. I think he's really wow. overrated. I think he's not that interesting. Oh, come on, dude. Who's better him or Draymond Green? Um, as a player? Yeah. Draymond Green by Atlanta. Yeah. A little bit. Draymond Green's not that good either. Well, like, opinion. I would say, I think Dennis Rodman's significantly overrated because everyone always, like, the people that are Rodman fans are like, he's the greatest rebounder of all time. Um, he's behind Charles Oakley as, like, number 23 in the all-time rebounder list. So, yeah. I know he averaged you know, more rebounds than a lot of people, but 
listen, he's behind Bob Pettit, Walt Bellamy, Wes Unseld, Nate Thurmond. Mm. Like, has anybody ever heard of those guys? No. So you can't no. be the greatest rebounder of all time if uh, you're not ahead of people that but, but he's nobody's the ever worm. heard of. He's the worm. Come oh, on. I agree. He's, yeah. mo- he's more famous. Uh, I'm going to give him like a 45. Dude, I like him all right. I thought he had cool hair. I thought he was he did a lot of things for people who didn't feel, you know, like they fit into society one way or the other. Um, that was all pretty cool. He still does that shit, although he's not a great example. He what loved North Korea. Um, all that stuff. He's just a dumb, he's just probably dumb. He deserves a forty five. Um but yeah, dude, I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him like a seventy five, you know. Wow. Well above average basketball player. Pretty good, entertaining personality. Eh, he never pissed me off. I like him. All right, next up, the Juicy Lucy. Oh, uh, from where, Matt's or uh, 5'8"? Your choice. Your choice, for Juicy Lucy. My uh, choice is Matt's. From, from Matt's, it's a 93. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I'm going to go Matt's Bar 86. Love it. Love a Juicy Lucy. Also, I do not want to hear any of you losers out there trying to tell me that the state food of Minnesota is walleye. Get the fuck out of here. Where do you eat walleye? What restaurant? Well, did you see the the like the Today Show or whatever say that the state food of Minnesota was grape salad or something? They whoever wrote that segment. I've never eaten grape salad one time in my life. Whoever wrote that should be drawn and quartered. Like, get the fuck out of here. The Juicy Lucy has officially become the Minnesota state food. Juicy Lucy from Matt's Bar. I'm giving it an 86. Burgers aren't my favorite thing, but damn if Juicy Lucy isn't a good one. Um, dude, I'm gonna, you guys, I'm gonna give it like a 60 because yeah, because the, the entire the, the Juicy Lucy in general is overrated. Where did you? You eat know what's better is just put a piece of cheese on top of the burger. Let the burger be nice and juicy inside. Yeah, that's a different. That's a cheeseburger. That's not a juicy Lucy. That's not. That's a different meal. Yeah, I know, and that's why I'm ranking a juicy Lucy well below what oh. you'd ask me for a cheeseburger, which I put in the '90s, high '90s for any just. Uh, just a cheeseburger. I'm going to put all day. I will put a juicy Lucy below a right. Just put the cheese on top, please. So where have it's you had? What was, yeah. Yeah, what was the last time you had a Matt's juicy Lucy? can't eat it you have to it takes 20 minutes to eat it and then you open it up and it's so hot that the you're not answering the question when was the last time you had a mass juicy lucy we have to bring you to mass we had one at matt's bar like six months ago no yes i fucking did on the way to the airport and i was like did you dip the fries in the magma cheese yeah and that was better because then at least i got to eat the cheese the cheese wasn't on my fucking burger or in it oh my god yeah, I know. Oh, this is like your 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 wood fired pizza tape. You know, like, grape salad, pretty. I like grape salad, and I've uh, had it. Of course, you do. <laughs> this is the worst take of the whole day. It literally, yeah. it literally is. All right, next up, uh, lemon water. Fifty. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Okay. I'm just gonna say this: lemon water is like something that I think I would like, and if I go to a fancy restaurant. Or I go to like a family restaurant like Devani's. I think to myself like, damn, you want to make this water better? A lemon wedge or something that's been infused with lemon. I have to tell you, I don't think it's ever better. I just think you think better. I'm going to go with um, lemon water coming in at a 49. 
That's high. That's why I, said, I said 50. Like, yeah, I don't care. Like, if you gave it to me, if you gave it to me, I'd drink it. But if you were like, uh, we don't have any lemons left, I'd be like, that's fine. I'll just take water. Dude, like, you know I, what I they care. do? You have restaurants that have lemon water? They got shitty tap water. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a lemon in it. Yeah. Fuck lemon water, dude. Spoken, like the guy, spoken like the guy that lives in Columbia Heights. I have yeah. wonderful water here. Apparently. Yeah, we have the reservoir. We have Reservoir Boulevard. Apparently. Apparently. That's what that's what they sell you on. Lemon in my shit. All right. Next up, cold showers. One? Dude, I can can I give it a two without being chastised? I'm going with a thirteen. It's horrible. I've never had a good cold shower my whole life. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Was that going to be a shocker? Did, I mean... James, what did you say? Dude, it's like seven, eight. It sucks. At least it's a shower. Like, if you're dirty, it's cool, but how about one? Right, next up, we're going uh, cell phone games. I'm going to shockingly mm-hmm. tell you cell phone games are um, a 21. Mm-hmm. I agree. Hate twenty hate hate cell phone games. Let Jimbo, 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 give us your Candy Crush tape. Let's hear it. <laughs> oh shit, dude! I've played Candy Crush for at least an hour a day for ten years. <laughs> an hour? Maybe not an hour. Maybe not an hour, but like a half hour. Every dude, day? I still play every almost every single day. I play so every day on the crapper, basically. Oh god, yeah, it comes right out of that. If there's like. I go to Instagram first. If there's nothing cool going on, it's over to Candy Crush. But it doesn't mean it's a good thing or that it's a good game or any. I don't know what it means. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll give it. I'm gonna give them like a 36 because there's definitely some shit to do on your phone, and it'll, it means you'll never be bored. So there you go. I haven't enjoyed a cell phone game since the exhilarating and electric Angry Birds. Angry Birds. Two months that I played Pokemon Go. Oh. oh, God, that was amazing, dude. I was right there with Hey, Ryan, you played forever, bro. No, I the, didn't. The two months <laughs> we all played, and you know it. So you, you guys know what the high level is? What is it? Like a 45 or whatever? Yeah. Uh, my wife is there and beyond that, like, has not stopped playing, Is oh has God. caught every Pokemon that's basically available in the United States, and in the Midwest, and it's kind of a problem because she continues to play. You know what you need to do? Take some goddamn trips to help her fit, fill out that Pokedex. Oh, well, you're yeah. going to get those Italian Pokemon. We're going to be in Italy right now. Dude, I was going to be getting the, uh, the the Pesto Pokemon, and we just we can't get them. All right, guys. Mm. Well, the last one for this week is topical because everyone is pretend sad about this. The State Fair, the Minnesota State Fair, the great Minnesota get-together. It's perfect. I'm going to give it uh, – and, guys, I am, I've am i come around on the State Fair in recent you're, years. You're anti-mutant. We understand, Eric. Yeah. As much as you love the X-Men, you're anti-mutant when it comes to the State Fair. You can't be around the mutants. And those are his words. I'm going to give it a better score than you guys are expecting from me. I'm going to give the State Fair a 46. Oh. 
I, I don't hate it that much. It's better than I thought it was. Um, I'd rather go to other places. Like I'd rather go to Mall of America than the State Fair. Oh my like, God, no! The State Fair is like it's fine, and the food is fine. State Fair is an eighty for me. I give it an eighty, especially because on the times that we go, we normally go like the like the opening day, um, early morning, and so there's less people and you know, get some beers, get some of your favorite foods, go, go hit up your favorite spots and then get out of there by like three o'clock. And that's a win, win, win for everybody. So, um, I'm gonna give it an 80. I'm going to give it an 85. Um, and that's because I've had a plus experiences there that have been fun, but every year it's like, I'm excited. And I'm also scared because I'm excited to go like have the random night with like a couple buddies or your wife or whatever, but then you also have to have those times there with your kids. And that's a nightmare for me. So it's, I get both, but overall it's a good experience. I like the fair. I would definitely go. I go every year. It's an 85. Yeah. I get it. All right. Kids there All can right. be a nightmare. Let us know what you agree and disagree on. And guys, we're going to finish up a, a kind of a long episode. Sorry. But what else do you guys have to do? You have nothing to do. You're stuck at home. Um, so we're going to finish up with the metal stand this week. Last week, just wrapping it up, we did uh, top cartoons, 90s cartoons. Coming in uh, third place with a bajillion votes, but uh, but still third place. Bronze medal. That's the X-Men. Loved that mm-hmm. cartoon. Wow, so good. Yep. Silver Metal. That's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What a great show. I don't even need to sing the song because you guys are all singing it in your head right now. No one loved Donatello. Donatello is my favorite, and he is the best. That's so telling of you. I thought you were really cool until you said that. And, yeah, you're uh, probably a Leo guy. No, nah, man. Raphael. You know. Oh, and then cranky. Finally, gold Metal. Uh, it's going to the greatest cartoon of the 90s, what we all grew up on. So many life lessons. That's pork chop. That's Skeeter Valentine. That's Patty mm-hmm. Mayonnaise. That's Roger Klotz. That's BB Bluff. That's Chalky Studebaker. That's Mr. Dink. That's Quail Man. That's the fucking beats. That's Doug. Doug wow. Funny. Wow. Wow. That was yeah. that was amazing. Yeah. Well, that was yeah, our that was our number one. That was our number one nominations there between you and I. We loved Doug. Doug is a great show. Learned more from Doug than I learned from my own parents. All right, guys. Um, so, yeah, I like that. So we end up here. We end it with our metal stand this week. We're keeping it simple. We're doing the best pop, soda, Coke, wherever you live in the country and you're listening to this, whatever you call it. Um, what's the best soda? I'm going to start. I'm going to go with ginger ale. I love ginger ale. Ugh. Ginger ale, great mixture. Great ginger drink. ale. You're not even going with like a brand. You're just going. You're just going to say ginger ale. I don't know. I don't even know what the best ginger ale brand is. I like all of them. They're all freaking good. Everyone likes ginger ale. I feel like it's made a comeback in the last few years as like a drink mixer. Yes. Uh, big ginger ale fan. Um, I mean that's a weird first nominee to come in hot when you could just say root beer as like a must in the soda game. And if you want a brand. I would go either Dad's or Barks. How you feeling? 
I don't I don't know the difference between them. Oh, are you I, serious? You don't have a preference when it comes to root beers, dude? I like root beer floats. You're probably like, like, I'm kind of a mug guy. Because if you said that, I would just look down on you forever. I, I don't know. Like, I think we should do, like, while, while, how about this? While you're eating all of the Doritos Locos tacos, which you've been totally wimping out on for weeks and weeks and weeks. Well, dude, um, the I, one day I was making ribs, like, it was a special dinner I was ready for. But I'm, I'm I, you know, most I, days. I'll do a root beer taste test while you scarf tacos. Well, I want, dude, I, the root beer sounds fantastic. I'm the one eating, like, 14 shitty spicy tacos. I can't wait, dude. I can't, I can't wait. wait. I'm, it'll be fun. Oh, I'm ready. Carter, what do you got? So, <laughs> so what you got? Oh, man. So, can we count like specific restaurants for their for their flavoring? Are we just are we just going like what's the what's the like? The I mean, if you think the masses will agree with you, then do it. If you think the masses will be like Carter's a weirdo. Well, because yeah. here's the thing. Like when you, you gotta, get, when you get the fountain coke from McDonald's, I swear it's different from like your local gas station. Like all right, the, coke from McDonald's, that's fine. I'm you can going, put that up. I'm going straight Coke. Uh or maybe it's Diet Coke. Um I'm gonna go straight Coke from McDonald's as my one of my top top sodas. Dude, I've gotten Coke at McDonald's, but it was in the parking lot, you know what I'm saying? I'm going Dr. I love Dr. I know. I want it. I'm so glad you said that. They, they claim that there's 23 flavors. I do it. I don't know. I don't know how many flavors there are. I don't even believe it. That seems ridiculous. Pop to me seems like it has about three ingredients in it, like some kind of sugar, some kind of flavoring, and some kind of water. Um, but I love Dr. Pepper. I would drink a Dr. Pepper any day of the week. Um, why don't we drink mix more drinks with Dr. Pepper? I don't know. Ooh, I don't know. They, I, I've tried and it sucks. It's got too much. It's got too much going on already, dude. The, the I, move, the high school move was uh, was Dr. Pepper with black cherry Smirnoff. A cheap, oh. delicious drink. Love it. Still would drink Cherry it. Dr. Pepper is actually pretty good, surprisingly, when it's like they already have so many flavors. Now you're going to add another one? Okay. Okay. Eric, Eric you, said, you said that cocktail, and yeah. I started to get heartburn, like just thinking about <laughs> it. <laughs> Done. Yeah. I got hungover just remembering it. <laughs> it's such an excellent soda though i gotta say anyone else want one to want to throw one in well i mean we got to talk about mountain dew i was gonna say we got to talk about we we can't just go you know it just needs to be talked about like i i would nominate it to this day if i'm gonna just like if i have to drink a soda almost never drink soda i would maybe grab a diet mountain dew or or a kickstart oh (laughs) that's not really diet though but those are delicious Oh, Mountain Dew is horrible. Oh, really? I know you rip people as if they're like, oh, they just probably drink Mountain Dew all day. <laughs> like it's a slur for you. Mountain Dew crowd is definitely a noisy, vocal, um, bot-filled version of Twitter. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but dude, you don't. So you don't like Mountain Dew at all? I mean, I they have all those side flavors. All of them are bad. The only good one is regular old Barter. How do you feel, man? We need your help here. Yeah, I'm I'm 
I'm with you, Jim. I th- I think Mountain Dew is kind of underrated, and yeah. it it plays well, and it does the things that you you want from like a caffeine beverage. Um, it's sweet, it's tasty, it's delicious. I would say, Way better than Sprite. You know, like it's for sure. the best interesting one. Why so. would you drink Sprite? It has no caffeine. Okay. Oh, okay. really? Guys, I feel like like it's between root beer and Mountain Dew. Oh, Mountain who's gonna make the cut? But it's got then oh, root beer is so fucking good. I think that it's, it's, it's similar Jimbo. to Dr Pepper. Jimbo, what was the last time you? When was the last time you drank a root beer by itself? I think I was six years old. I okay. So root beer is out. Mountain Dew's in, as far as you're concerned. <laughs> All right. So, so then we got them. Top three should be should be Mountain Dew, um, which if you vote for that, you are I, you lose my respect. Dude, um, stop! Stop campaigning. Mountain uh, McDonald's uh, Coke. Yeah. Okay. And, and Dr Pepper. I mean, McDonald's Coke is going to win. It sounds in a land like you're really tapping into people's like memories here. I mean, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do gas station Mountain Dew for mine to just <laughs> bump it up over the edge. <laughs> and I'm gonna do high school drink mixer Dr Pepper. Uh, Jimbo, you gotta throw like a a tin of Cope straight in there. If you're really gonna, if you're really gonna like, <laughs> if you're gonna complete the Venn diagram there. Oh, that's, that's Copenhagen straight, and you're good to go. All right. So many people voted last week. You guys need to get out and vote again this week. Let us know what you think. Which one of those is better? Is it high school drink mixer Dr. Pepper? Is it gas station Mountain Dew? Or is it McDonald's Fountain Coke? You let us know which is your favorite pop. I don't drink a lot of pop, so I'm curious to know what you guys think. But that is all the time we have this week on the Nordies podcast. We'll be back with a really quick little sports short because sports are slowly but surely creeping back in to society, back into our world. We're able to watch a little bit of sports, even if they're weird and off the ball. So thank you guys for listening to the Nordies podcast. We'll be back with you guys for a little sports short uh, later this week.